This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I hope you will plan to join me this year at Converge 19. Converge is the great conference put on by Conversant, the sponsor of this podcast, and it's in its fourth year bringing together some of the world's leading companies for two days of dynamic speakers, thought-provoking breakout sessions, and opportunities to connect with like-minded professionals. You will leave the conference with new resources and best practices, allowing you to continue the hard work of driving ethics to the center of your business. In this podcast, we visit with some of the upcoming speakers for Converge 19. Today, I visit with Norm Hodney, the Director of Compliance Programs at Microsoft. We discuss his upcoming presentation at Converge 19, Bridging the Digital Divide. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. Today, I have with me Norm Hodney. I hope I got that right. You got that right. Uh, who is the Director of Compliance Programs at Microsoft. And we're going to talk about his presentation at Converge 19. Uh, so, Norm, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Norm, I was wondering if you could detail for us a little bit about your professional background. Uh, well, I've spent the last 23 years, basically, of my career at Microsoft, and I've been working in a lot of different roles, but over the last 13 years, I've been working in roles that are related to accessibility compliance at Microsoft, uh, starting off in the Windows division, being responsible for creating the accessibility features within the Windows operating system, and going on to work on international standards for accessibility and working in our trustworthy computing organization and then now into our compliance and ethics group at Microsoft responsible for the accessibility compliance across the company. Your speech or talk rather presentation at Converge 19 is entitled Bridging the Digital Divide, and the first sentence of your presentation describes it as this session uses practical lessons from work within Microsoft product teams to achieve an end-user-centric approach. One of the reasons I'm so excited about your presentation is, in many ways, I think uh, Microsoft certainly leads uh, the U.S. and the world in data, data management, how to use data, and how to work with data. And that's not, unfortunately, that's not something that many chief compliance officers with a legal training, a legal professional background are as comfortable with. So I was wondering if you might be able to give some of the highlights uh, of your talk. Let me give you a little bit of background on what accessibility is. Today, there are about a billion people from the best estimates that we have around the world that have disabilities. And these people today are largely blocked from using digital systems. If they wanted to do online bank- banking, a order a pizza online, do maybe gov- get government services or healthcare services or contract maybe or contact a lawyer online. They may have difficulties doing that depending upon the systems that they use, maybe their email system, the website that they're using. And so for us, we're concerned about, from Microsoft's perspective, about making sure that our systems that we use and the systems that our customers use are accessible. And that means that this the those people with disabilities can use the different types of tools, we call them assistive technologies, that either come from Microsoft or third parties to be able to give them that access. Without that access, 
uh, the way that our world is going, we're becoming more digital all the time. Every year there are more products, more technologies, more organizations going to a fully digital environment. And if we don't allow people with disabilities to stay up with that trend, then they will be blocked from participating in that. So that's what accessibility is about. For us then, it's thinking about compliance. A lot of times, most compliance organizations think about regulatory issues, uh, standards that are in the industry as far as what they need to do to comply with, uh, let's say in this particular case, accessibility. What do we need to do to become compliant for accessibility? For us, we've, we've started to take a different approach. We look at it as it's a it's a people opportunity. It's not only an opportunity for us to service our customers, but also us to provide a better environment for our own employees. And so when we start thinking about accessibility, we think about what's the people issues and how can we get people excited about developing systems that are accessible rather than talking to them about building compliant systems. We'll achieve the same result, but we'll achieve it in a totally different way. And this presentation is going to talk about some of those challenges and some of the best practices that we've found about really making that change from compliance to a people-centric design approach. And that's really where we're going with this, is that originally when you, any organization first starts in something like accessibility, they're going to want to fix what already exists and fix those bugs, et cetera, and make their systems compliant. The next step is really to step back and say, hey, if we did this right the first time, and when we designed our systems, how could we have designed them to be accessible from the start? And what we find is that when you do that, you cut down on the number of bugs, so that means you cut down on engineering expenses, and in the end, you create a system that's much better for the users because it was designed for all users in mind. So that's why we talk about people-centric. And it's really about getting people to understand the engineers, to understand about what accessibility is all about, what type of users are we talking about, what are their requirements for a system, getting the designers to understand what they need to do to design for those requirements, testing with users, etc. And along that way, we're going to create a system that's really going to delight customers. And I'll have some examples that I'll show in my presentation of ways that we've delighted our customers here in the recent past. Try to advocate that more effective compliance leads to greater business efficiencies, which leads at the end of the day to greater profitability. It seems to me what you have described is something very close to that, but by having a more robust design of what started as compliance, rebranded as accessibility, taking into account the user's needs and end result, that you've actually made a more efficient business system for those with accessibility issues to utilize. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, that's right. And it gives the, it gives, so it becomes um, a beneficial cycle. When we design for these users, then the users buy our systems, they use our systems, they advocate for Microsoft systems. And that means that our business grows and and so just like what you're saying is instead of thinking of this as a compliance it's a cost um, program it's gonna it's a, going to incur costs and the cost can be fairly steep depending upon the number of systems you have and uh, the complexity of those systems but you can flip that around and say hey there's a benefit there's a benefit to the customers and the, there's a benefit to Microsoft
I might even say you've identified a business opportunity and moved to fill it. Yes. And uh, there are things that, and in fact, some of the examples that I'll use are going to be examples where Microsoft participated in in, uh, creating some and designing some unique uh, solutions for customers with disabilities, but we're actually not benefiting any way in, in revenue from those. It's just something that we're trying to contribute uh, because we think it's important for the overall industry that we that we take that we take the knowledge that we have and the technologies that we have and we apply that to solve a problem. And sometimes that means that someone else takes that solution and goes and commercializes it, which is going to be one of the examples that I use. Well, Norm, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but uh, this has been a really great uh, uh, interview and podcast. I'm really looking forward to your presentation now. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me, and uh, I look forward to hearing you at Converge 19. Super. Thanks. I'm looking forward to meeting you there. This is Tom Fox. Again, I hope you will join me for Converge 19. It's going to be one of the top compliance and ethics events for the year. From the educational sessions, to the breakout sessions, to the individual facilitated conversations, I know you will get a lot out of it. I have a few special discount codes for complimentary registrations. If you'll email me at tfox at tfoxlaw, I can give it to you. Please plan to join me at Converge 19. I look forward to seeing you there.